Welcome back to the Split the Uprights podcast. You got your boy Ryan, you got your boy Ben, and we are back at it with another lovely pod for you guys. Benjamin, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing fine, sir. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Kicking back a couple Coronas here. I know you have sworn off drinking since the last time you've drank. I've not sworn off drinking. I just haven't drank. <laughs> Hey, you, I, I I recall multiple messages saying I'm never drinking again. I have I have textual evidence. Everybody says that. Man. <laughs> Come on, you know that. That's true. Everybody says That's true. That after they get hammered. But no, I feel good. I'm hydrated. I've I've been drinking water. H two O. I've been pissing like a motherfucker. Absolutely. That's what you got to do though when you're recovering like this. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben, do you want to tell the fine listeners what we got in store for them today? All right. We are going to talk about our guys. We're going to go through each position and just kind of go through um, and list off who are our guys, explain why they are our guys, and we'll see if we have some of the same names. Um, we've been kind of talking about them a little bit leading up into the draft. Um, the draft is only two weeks away. Whew. Two. Two weeks. We're getting there. We're it, we're inching closer, bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, All right, so, uh, dude. I'm really excited for this pod. Honestly, I got my guys laid out right here. I know we're gonna maybe have some of the same, maybe not. We're gonna go through every position, offense, defense. This is, we're gonna knock this out for you guys and just kind of do a pound the table type thing where we're just telling you these are the ones these are the guys we like these are the guys we think are going to kill it next at the next level i'm ready to go ben let's go ahead and kick this thing off with the most important position in the league let's get your quarterback ben who's your guy so i've definitely changed my mind um over the course of the last calendar year really a couple times my guy this time last year was definitely Justin Fields. And, you know, if you think back a full calendar year, this was coming off of his first full year at Ohio State, and he looked really, really good. And then the 2020 season happened, and he looked really good again. Not really a dip in play. Some questionable games against Northwestern. People are slandering this man's good name. They really then don't like that. Indiana game either. Yeah, the both of those games are a little questionable. Yeah. Um, final results, kind of the tape, but we can look past that. Then Zach Wilson comes along, and you know me. I have a weak spot in my heart for quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket and make plays on the run. And I must admit, Zach Wilson has a natural feel for that trait, and I do this love that. This is true. This Almost is true. Almost switched – to Zach Wilson as QB two, I I would I would say, I think you did the, there for a second. I think I like I did, and it was never by a lot though. It was never by a lot. I always had him and Fields in the same tier, but you know me, I like to mitigate risk at the end of the day. Very true. And at the end of the day, Fields has been that guy really since he's in high school. I mean, he was a a higher rated recruit than Trevor Lawrence who we all know is yep. going to go one-on-one. 
Absolutely. And I think who we all have as the best quarterback in this yeah, draft. Uh, unless that, you're like yes. Chris Sims or somebody like that. Fucking Chris right. Sims. God damn it. So, Clickbait Chris Sims. There you go. And so, for me, it's still Justin Fields. I think he just has such a high floor with how long he's been one of the best quarterbacks in college. He's the one of the best athletes at the position. When you combine the fact that he is – a true like four or five speed with his size, his a- and, and you combine it with his accuracy mm-hmm. and his arm strength. Mm-hmm. Like I can work with him being a little bit slower working through his second and third reads. We can teach that, but we yeah. cannot teach the level of athlete that Justin Fields is. A lot of times these quarterbacks that have like the crazy arm and the crazy athleticism, they don't always have the accuracy. This man is one of the most accurate quarterbacks at the NCAA level. And oh, absolutely. I just can't see a way this man is bad. And I think that floor, when you combine it with the ceiling, because if he puts it all together, goes to the right system, I think Justin Fields could end up being the best quarterback in this draft. And so, um, Zach Wilson, I still like you. I think you're in that tier with him. But I think your floor is definitely lower. And while you, you – I think he has a similar ceiling because when you can make plays behind the line of scrimmage, outside the pocket, it's, it can be magical. I mean, I have a magician at quarterback on my own team, and I know how much of an advantage it can how be. How good that feels. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's got to be Justin Fields for me. Just the ceiling and the floor, it's unmatched, unless you're talking about Trevor. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say that when we we were talking about doing this and Justin Fields was going to be my guy as well. Um, I love him extremely. Um, I actually listened to um, the pick six podcast um, today, did a very, uh, very good re- review of Justin Fields today. Um, and they had him compared with the whole mental processing thing um, that you were talking about. Cause that's been one of his big criticisms is his ability to get through his reads. Um, and I listened to the podcast. Uh, they had a very, very insightful take on it. Um, it kind of compared him to Russell Wilson, um, knowing that he had elite options downfield, like, like a Chris Olave, who's going to get open. He used to, he stuck to his first read longer than he should have in some situations because he knows that guy is eventually going to get open. Uh, and they say like he's that he's kind of a bigger Russell Wilson um, when it comes to that, and he could scramble when he needed to. Has the speed. I like the comparison. It was it was great. Justin Fields is going to be fantastic. He is QB two um, for me. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about Zach Wilson. He's not my guy. Uh, hater. He, yeah, I know I'm a hater. Uh, I'm sorry. Just the one year kind of blow up thing against not the greatest competition. Uh, Zach Wilson's uh, strength of schedule was 104th out of 127 uh, teams that he went like, or that were actually playing. So, I mean, while, while that is great, uh, what he was doing, it was the, the throws were nice. Like the competition wasn't there and he's, it's, he's got one year of proving it. Justin Fields has multiple years, um, playing lights out what he did against Clemson in the semifinal 
was insane. Six touchdowns after getting hit in the ribs after that, uh, the Clemson player got ejected. Uh, just came out and just shut him down. You you were like, oh, Clemson might, might be back in this, but no, no, he shut him down. Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft. But I got to bring in my QB3 here, and that's going to be North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, who I absolutely love. And Why is he your QB3 above Zach Wilson when he also has one year of tape? My The reason that I like Trey Lance so much is because I think – that he has the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in this in in the in this year's draft. And the reason I think that is because of his physical tools. He is built like a tight end. He has the best the strongest arm out of anyone in here. He's the a strongest runner out of all out of the top 4 guys. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So in his 2019 games, he threw for 28 touchdowns, no picks. He had only four turnover-worthy throws that entire season. Still completed 67% of his passes, had a passer rating of 130 that whole that season. He's so athletic. Uh, he like he his mental processing is going to get there. I think in the right system, like an Atlanta system where it's heavy play action, Trey Lance is going to excel. And if you can get him to get more accurate. Um, over time, he's going to be insane. Um, that's why I have him at QB three and that's why he is going to be my guy here at quarterback. I think that Trey Lance is very similar to Cam Newton. Mm, I mean, I, I could, I could see that. Um, I think his deep ball accuracy is much better. It's not. I think it is. It's not when you, when it, you look at the stats; it's not. You look at that. they've charted it out. It's not. Well, his, I, I, have you that's watched his weakness? Your, I don't know. I I think I actually I've watched a few a lot of tapes where he's he's putting it dead on the money on a lot of these throws sure, that are yeah. deep. You can do that like he can do that a few times or maybe like once or twice a game. But what happens the other eight? Well, I'm, sometimes I, I'm I not saying, saying he's I saying always. I think he, I was saying I think balls, I but. think he could. Like I said he completed sixty-seven percent of his passes in 2019 that's not a god-awful number it's not like cam with his 53 percent in the nfl something like that (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna you know that's what cam does um but i think i I think going forward when he gets into a system that really works with him like an arthur smith system it's gonna benefit him especially if he comes somewhere with like, like atlanta where he can sit and learn behind an accurate quarterback like matt ryan um i think i think he's gonna have a really really high ceiling because he's just he's so physical he's a he's the best athlete i think out of the four like overall athlete uh what, quickly if you could look it up what did he run in his pro day what the 40 yeah the 40 compare that let to me the, uh justin fields because when yeah. i watched them i actually thought that justin fields was even faster and the reason i say that trey lance is very similar to cam newton is I think their play styles are pretty similar, and their weak their biggest weaknesses are downfield accuracy. So you get they both have that going for them, and I think that what is it? What's his forty? Um, so he did not run a forty mm. at his play, um, but mm. 
it said the performance manager um, who's worked with him um, said he runs uh, mid four fives. Okay. So and what uh, right about Justin, right about. What did Fields run? Uh, four 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 is what Fields did, but they said yeah. that they said it was more closer to four five is what most people would say. So they're That's about fair. the same. Yeah. When about I the watch same. when I watch them, Fields looks faster in the open field, in my opinion. But yeah. the reason I think that another reason that I think that Lance is very similar to Cam Newton is he, I mean, he was playing at nineteen, and yeah. compared to the other kids in the like the other competition that he was playing he looked decently big but if you actually looked at his measurables he he's not he's not nearly as big as you think he is but i think once he gets to like 21 22 23 and he starts filling out oh he's, he's gonna, gonna be big he's gonna be a big boy he's yeah. gonna be big yeah, yeah. and 100%. so i think he's gonna fill out i think he's just gonna i think he's gonna be very similar to cam newton but cam yeah. newton had Although I was about to say he had a longer track record, he really didn't. He had like one season starting at Auburn. Yeah, and I so. think and and I like I love his I love his arm, uh, Trey Lance's arm. His he's got the strongest arm out of anyone in this in in this class. Yeah, he he can launch it. So uh, that's that's just another thing I love about that's him. Fair. He's so, a ball of clay. Yeah, no, you can you can mold him into something special. I think so. If he gets with the right coach, I think he's going to be deadly. Okay. All right, bud. Well, that's gonna. Do it for the quarterbacks. Let's go. You want to do running back next? Sure. All right. So go ahead and give me your guy at the running back position. Um. So my favorite running back is actually going to be um. It's going to be Travis Etienne. I like the home run threat. Um. Javante. I like. I do like Javante. I love the broken tackles. It's very fun to watch. Oh yeah. But he did weigh in. I'm gonna butcher this. I think he weighed in at like 202, and he ran like a four six something at his pro day. I mean, I mean that's not terrible. That I think he. I don't know how. I don't know how well that's gonna play at the next level. I'm not saying he's not gonna be a good broken tackle threat, but Hold I would on. have expected him to weigh more. Um, yeah. With how with how many? I mean, he had the highest broken tackle rate in 2020 um so that is why he's not my guy it's still travis Etienne. i was on him after the 2018 season i mean everybody was um just the way he when he gets a crease the way he accelerates through it um it's special and this year bro javante williams ran a four five four five five four five five at yeah 202 to whatever what did he, what did he weigh yeah, hold on. I'm about to figure out the do, do, do. because four um, five five. It, bro, Alvin. Com- no, he was at he was at two twelve. Yeah, did I get bad numbers? Yeah, bro. I got Javante Williams. That's not that bad. That's, at two twelve four five. Um, said he was listed at two twenty at the at when he was at school, but he's when he sh- did his pro day, he was at two twelve. He got a ran, little smaller to run better. Yeah, well, he ran a four four five five, and bro, Al, Alvin Kamara ran a four five three. Yeah. So I okay. mean, he's gonna he'll I be thought, fine. I thought he ran worse, and his and his numbers and his weight was lower. I was gonna say, I like Javante. Don't 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 dunk. On I like boy Javante, like but I I like the home run threat. Travis Etienne, yeah, and he caught fair. more balls this season. He actually got yeah. 
involved in the passing game more? It's not like he was running this like diverse route tree or anything. It wasn't like he was catching right wheel routes like fucking thirty yards down the field. But he at least showed that his hands can work. And that's like the basic level, the basic package. The basic like eight dollar comes with the you know, whatever package. Oh yeah. The basic car wash, you know, you get Yeah, this, it's it's it, it's the base the base model. It is it doesn't have the seat warmers, it doesn't no. have the heated steering wheel or the power windows. It's just it's it's the it gets no, the job it's, done. It's twenty twenty one. We got power yeah. windows. We got power <laughs> windows. Come on. But uh at least he's not Ronald Jones, where literally I just can't even throw him a pass. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think he proved that. Like I think there was a quote, it was like a year or two ago, he's like he said he was when the ball was thrown to him, he was like scared of it, and I'm like, bro, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't say I that remember out loud, that. bro. I remember that. that I'll say that out loud. Well, I mean, he he came out and showed that he can do that. So yeah, so you, he showed that. I'd love to see him in like San Fran, where he gets you know he, that uh, that zone scheme. Yeah, oh just break out in the open field and be gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to yep. see that. Travis Etienne. Now yeah. talk to me. I know who it's gonna be. I unless hope you're you going deep here. Unless you're going deep. Oh, I'm. I give me your guess because I don't think you're right. Well, that tells me it's not Najee Harris, which that's your fucking guy. I do love Najee Harris. Najee yeah. Harris is one of my guys. But I told you before the pod here oh that I want to give some shout outs to some guys who are not just going to be first, second round guys. So at running back here, I want to let you guys know about a fun. Scat back. Oh, here comes that Jarrett Patterson. Here comes Jarrett Patterson, oh, 100%. Man. I Son love me some bitch. Jarrett Patterson. Okay, he's he's probably like a fifth-round guy, and that's fine because he doesn't need to be your number one. He's going to be your number two who will come in and be scheme versatile, um, have some crazy sharp cuts, and just has great vision and uh, patience in the run game. I want to tell you guys – his 2020 stats, they are so ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so he played in six games in 2020. He ran 140 times. He ran for 1,074 yards on those 140 carries. 7.7 yards a carry, 19 touchdowns in six just, games. Just talk about the one game. That's all I need to do. Just talk about the one game. The one, the eight touchdown game? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Where he scored yep. eight tutties in one game? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh, so he's great. So even even before that, so I even did a little bit more deep dive on him and looked at him at the 2019 uh, version of him. And he still had still played 13 games that year, 313 attempts for 1,800 yards, uh, still ran 5.8 yards a carry, 47 missed tackles over the six games in 2020, and had um, 16 runs uh, of 15 or more yards. The boy breaks free, and you just but he's it's weird because like he can get out in the open field. He's not super fast, um, but he just gets out of the field and he just goes. You can't catch him. So he's just a he's a fun guy that I love in the later rounds. If you need like a second, like running back in your committee, I think he's he's just a fun gadget scat back player who I would love to shout out and give some love to here on the pod. Okay. Hell yeah, Jarrett. Let's do it. Can I give one more? Yeah. I just want to mention him. Demetric Felton. This man can literally line up at slot. He was running wide receiver drills 
at uh I don't remember what what it was they were doing, but he was literally doing oh I think it was the Senior Bowl practices, Senior Bowl yeah he was literally lining up at like receiver and cooking dudes oh yeah so talk about a scat back I mean I don't know if scat but scat back's the right way to call it but he can be a good receiving back and yeah. so if you if you need yourself one of those go get yourself a Demetric Felton yeah also. Small little shout out, Kenneth Gainwell. Love yeah. Kenneth. Love Kenneth Gainwell. For sure. Okay, let's move on here. Though we're gonna keep this pod rolling. Uh, we're gonna get into another fun position. Let's talk about wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, I know you got a fun one here. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm pretty sure I know who this is. But go ahead and give me your guy at wide receiver. Um, I'm gonna mention the obvious one, but I'm gonna talk about the secondary one. Yay! Yeah. So. The guy I want specifically at 31 for my team, we all know, Rashad Bateman. I drafted him literally at 11th in the what would we do draft. Wide receiver two. And that's why. Wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. He is going to end up being the second best wide receiver in this draft. Very comparable to a Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You'd love to see it. I mean, what more? Oh, 100%. When I, yeah. when I say he's comparable to a Devontae Adams. That's all you need to know. That's all, that's, that's all you need to know. End case. Like, end scene. It's over. And so, he's, he's just good at everything. He's got no weaknesses. He, yep. can, he can get by guys. He's awesome off the line. We all know about Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Rashad he's Bateman's probably, He's not going to be drafted as a second wide receiver. That's not what the mock Probably the fourth. Maybe. We'll see. That is um, if he yeah, can get it drafted ahead of a guy who, early in the process was going to go early to mid-third round and has steadily risen. Oh, I know who this is. The charts here. I know who this is. Deami Brown. Brown. Deami yep. Brown, <laughs> the deep threat specialist for North Carolina, uh, ran a limited route tree playing with Sam Howell. and um, But he can do more than that. He he talked about it on a on a pod, uh, the two for one pod actually. Yeah. He was saying that he can do more than that. He can do more than just the slant and go route tree, and I believe him. You look at his profile, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He dominated that offense. Um, he's got the speed. He's he's not one seventy like Devonte Smith. He's He's 180, and that that, that <laughs> he's 180. That's enough. That's enough. I mean, when you start getting yep. to that like Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown levels of weight, it gets yep. scary, bro. It does. And so I feel like you, I'm bigger than him, and I'm not that big of a guy. No, no, not at all. And so crazy, Dommy Brown. I uh, if he went at 31 too, oh boy, that'd be just fine with me. Oh. That you mean maybe if Bateman's not there, but I still think that's pretty early. Bateman's for not him. gonna be there. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Well, I want to talk about a guy that I've mentioned on the pod um a time or two. And I want to talk about Terrace Marshall. Ooh, I like this. I love me some Terrace Marshall, okay? So let's just go over some of his numbers. Uh this is a wide receiver from LSU. If you guys remember back from the twenty nineteen season when Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were tearing up the whole college football nation, there was still a third guy there, Terrace Marshall, 
who was still killing it and had 46 catches for 671 yards and 13 touchdowns as the number three receiver that year. Okay. He's a big guy. He's six, three. He's super skinny though. Two Oh five, um, ran a four, three, eight at his pro day. Um, comparable numbers there to Julio Jones. If he could just get a little bit bigger, he's skinny. He's I'm not comparing him to, to Julio Jones. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't worry. Size, Later size in wise, spot, I'm gonna do some dumb shit with some comparisons. So, okay, good. Yeah. I just want to clarify. I'm not comparing him to Julio Jones. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but size wise, and the 40 time is very similar to Julio Jones. Um, but the dude has a giant catch radius. Um, like I said, he's a big guy. I and he he played very well this year before he ended up opting out too. He still led. Um, LSU in receiving and only playing seven games um, still had uh, 731 yards and 10 touchdowns before he decided to opt out. Um, I think he's going to probably go early second is where I would assume. I don't know. Uh, Some of these receivers that you, you think they're going to go second, they can pop up, dude. They can pop up. We didn't think that Brandon Ayuk was going to go first round. Right. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I, I would assume know. he's early second, maybe late first if someone really loves him, like maybe a New Orleans or something like that. I uh, loves him at, like, a number two or something like that. Um, I could I could see it. Um, but I just I just love hit the way he plays. Um, and he's going to be he's going to be my guy here at the wide receiver position. All right. You got anybody else? Um, I have some guys. I didn't want to go super deep into these, cause, uh, but a guy I like really late. The next James Prosh. No, uh, no. I could have I done this. Um, it's another big guy um, who can run, but he's a, he's a small school guy from Arkansas State, uh, Jonathan Adams Jr., big old boy, um, kind of Mike Evans style, uh, goes and like wins the contested catches over everybody. Uh, I love him too. Okay, cool. All right. All right. That's all we got. We're going to do receiver. these tight ends now? Oh. You got a tight end that's not named Kyle Pitts? <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. Hit me with it. Hit me with your tight end that is your guy. Um. So this is like – it's kind of cheating because I don't think this guy's best position is tight end. Maybe fullback. Okay. But Tommy okay. Trimble – Okay. Notre Dame. I'm glad you said that. Not I wanted to. I, I, this is not my guy, but I'm glad you said this. Not Go ahead. Not necessarily like a great receiver, um, but just probably the best blocker at the position and moves decently yeah. well. Um, like I said, he's he might be a fullback at the next level. Uh, that's okay. He'd be an elite one. He'd be like the next Kyle yeah. Uzcheck. I mean, that's kind of the. I'm good with that. Him. And so, the reason I'm bringing up a potential fullback here is because. After Kyle Pitts, it gets a little rough. It does. But um, hoping, it does. I'm hoping you can shed some light on the post-Kyle okay. Pitts tight ends. Okay, so I could go the easy route here and talk about a guy like Pat uh, Frymuth. Patty F. But I'm not, actually. I have a guy that I kind of like. Um, he's n- Okay, so he's not a good blocker. Let's just get that out of the way. He's a, he's a receiving threat. That's what he is. And I'm talking about Miami's Brevin Jordan. Yep. Okay. He's one of the fastest tight ends in college football. Um, his yak ability is great. 
um, 21 broken tackles um, in his career at Miami. Um, I really loved, I looked this up on PFF and I loved what he did versus man coverage, um, specifically when he's lined up against a linebacker um, and averaged like 2.93 yards per route run that's a against Matt. Yeah. That's, and so if you can get him on like a lot of drag routes or like get him up just to seam or maybe, yeah, or, around, or just some flats, um, he's going to kill. Okay. Um, he, okay. The one thing that's really crazy is he doesn't have the kill. best ball skills. Like he doesn't have the best ball I don't skills. Like that, dude. I'm scarred. But like, oh, he's a big project. He's a big project. Mm-hmm. But if you could iron him out, he could be super fun. Like you don't see that speed at tight end a lot, uh, and could just be a mismatch nightmare. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna he's gonna he's a guy. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is is like three or four levels above All anybody that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about. Um, but we just want to give you guys some guys to look at that are not just these, hey, this guy's going top 10 that every podcast mm-hmm. is talking about right now. So we want to give you some fun guys to go look at in your spare time here. And Brevin Jordan is one of those guys. Yeah, no, if if like like we were talking about last week, if there was a mid-round tight end that could break out and has that athletic profile to break out as – not a first-round dude, and we all know the, those tight ends have a lot of risk just because they don't seem to to bring the value. It's not a good value proposition. Yeah. But um, Revan Jordan has that athletic profile to be special, and that's what you need to be special yeah. at that position. And so I like that call-out. I think if you're looking for a sleeper in, like, a dynasty league in, like, the fourth round. Yeah. Or maybe mid to late third. I don't. I'm not quite sure where he, where it's going to shake out just yet. Depends where he gets drafted. Yeah, we'll see. Could about be Revan Jordan. I like that pick. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Right, Do you want to get onto these the big uglies? Yeah, let's get the hell out of this tight end landscape. Let's go. Yeah. No, I agree. Let's go. Do you want to start with tackles? You got a guy on the outside and inside. Uh, yeah. Let's let's definitely let's start with tackle. I think we put the premium on the tackles. Yeah, for sure. Um, Go ahead and give me your guy at the offensive tackle position. All right. So, at offensive tackle, um, I like to get value. You know what I mean? I'm not trying right. to draft these guys in the top ten. I just don't think it's necessary. The value's not always there. So, let's go right. back into the first, early second round here. I like this is, your, this is your guy, isn't it? I don't know who you think is my guy. I think Tevin Jenkins is your guy. Tevin Jenkins is a very good draft pick, and he's going to go in the early twenties, probably. Probably, I think. I think the Steelers are the floor for a Tevin Jenkins, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they have such a need at offensive tackle. So, I think he's going to go a little earlier. I think it's a good pick because how strong he plays, and that's the kind of tackle I like. However, yeah. I'm going to go a little deeper here. I think it could be a steal. Walker Little from Stanford. Yeah, okay. Injuries, I like that. you know me. I like to just gamble on injuries just for no reason. Right. Just no logic. That's, just That's why yeah. I love the Lucas Niang pick last year. I mean, good yes. production. Just needed to clean up his um, just his overall footwork and style and uh, his technique. Yeah. And I like tackles that all they have to work on is their technique. Because right. 
I mean, you you can't get strong. Like, you can work out, but you can't get – it's hard to change your play strength, like, just from a fundamental level. Yeah. Like – Some people just have unreal strength, just, you know. It's hard to rework how you just naturally play on the football field. So, I like getting guys who drop just because they got injured for, like, a year. It's like anybody can get injured for a year. So, that right. that's the story with a guy like Walker Little. He – I think he started as a freshman and a sophomore, had great production. Then he got hurt in his junior year, and then he opted – I believe he opted out of his senior year. So the reason he isn't in that, like, uh, who's the – what's the second offensive tackle in this class? Uh, Northwestern. Oh, uh, Slater, Rayshon Slater. Slater. The reason he's not in that class is just because we haven't seen him for two years. But his yeah. production was really, really good, and he was a five. I think he was a five-star recruit, and so the pedigree. I, be- I believe so. Pedigree's there, the production was there. It's just we haven't seen it for two years. So, um, you know, the NFL has a good idea of what he looks like now. What what has he been doing for the last two years? Um, the NFL yeah. will, you know, they'll get in the interview process and they'll put him through the. He's definitely a good late round, like flyer pick. Well, he's not going to be a. He's it's it's going to be second round is where it's going to be. I, th- I feel like I feel like he's going to go maybe between the third and fifth no, because of his he's medicals. Going earlier than that, you think so? Yeah. Okay. And I, I think we'll it's see. fine we'll because see. I mean, it's just people sometimes when guy like you haven't seen a guy for a couple of years, you're like, I don't know, they kind of fall out of favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, right. it, you know, it does matter from the perspective of the NFL, like what have you been doing for the last two years, like these opt-out guys. Right. The the interviews and the pro days, it's a lot bigger deal for those people, those players, mm-hmm. because they just don't have the tape, the as much tape, the recent tape. Right. They don't have that recent data. And so I think there's value to be gained from maybe waiting on the tackle class past the first four guys and getting like a Walker Little Anywhere from pick like 30 to 60. We'll see where he goes. I don't think he's going that late. I think he was way too good, and he was too hyped up early in his college career. Okay. Walker. I guess, I guess I guess we will see. I do like that pick. That's a great pick. And I think you're going to know who I have here for my pick because I've been talking about this guy for a minute, but he is my guy. And I actually did a little research because you and I disagree on this guy because you said he's slow. And I have proof here that he is not. I think you're about to slander my name. You're about to put words I am a, in my I, mouth. I am about to slander your name because you slandered Sam Cosme and you said he was I didn't slow. Say he was slow. I said he was You did. I said he got pushed back into the lap of the quarterback a lot. I didn't oh, say you he said slow. he was slow and he was going to get beat around the edge. No, I said that. Anyways. I said no. Hold on. Now. Okay. I said that about, I can't remember. It was a different tackle. And he no, was like that was mid-run. definitely Sam Cosme. No. Oh my God! Stop, people! Do not listen to this man, Ryan. <laughs> he just says things. It's not true. I'm not saying he's any. Slow. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. We don't gotta. We don't gotta fight about it because I'm just here to tell you how good Sam Cosme is. Okay. So Sam Cosme, first of all, did not miss a snap in three years at Texas. That I I love the durability and the consistency. That's great. And so I looked up his um, relative athletic score 
This is some awesome stuff from him, okay? So he scored a 9.99 out of 10 on the athletic um, score. Um, he scored elite on his 40-yard dash for an offensive tackle, three-cone, short shuttle, 20 and 10-yard splits, and put up 36 reps on the bench press, okay? Mm-hmm. This dude's a this dude's he's got feet. He can move. Okay. I don't think he's gonna get beat outside. His play strength is gonna get like I said, he just put up he put up thirty six reps on the bench press. He's got some he's got strength. You know, and he's 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 a younger guy, so he's gonna still be able to bulk up and get bigger. I love him in the first round. I I I, I he's not a Penne Sewell or Slater, but like I have him. I believe I have him in my rankings at OT four, behind Sewell, Slater, and Darisaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I really do um, love him, um, and I think Tevin Jenkins is right behind him. Um, but I think he's going to be a stud, and someone's going to get him late and just get a starter at O line for a long time. The reason I'm scared off of Sam Cosme is because while he did have those bench press reps, that doesn't always mean that you play strong on the field. Like Orlando Brown, what did he bench? Like, it was a small number, dude. And that's why he was a faller. He fell to, like, what, the fourth or fifth round? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And he's been really good in the pros just because when you put him on the football field, he's good. He doesn't bench. Yeah. I don't know what – just can't do it. So, while Sam Cosme – does bench a lot. The scouts have been saying that he does get pushback. And the reason I don't... I didn't see it a ton. Well, I didn't see it a ton when I watched him. If that is the case, okay. I mean, it's in dispute. But if that is the case, the reason I don't love that at tackle is because if I need to push them into guard for like their first year, because we don't know how they struggle. Offensive linemen struggle. Yep. We've talked about if this. If I push them to guard, that, that problem of getting pushed back is only exacerbated by even stronger interior rushers, and it's a shorter distance from the interior of the offensive line to the quarterback's lap. So that's an even bigger problem for – especially if you have a quarterback that like can't move very well because it's like if they have to get moved off their spot, like that is just very problematic. So, right. for those reasons, I get you. I prefer, like I said, I've already mentioned it, but I prefer drafting guys that are just oxes that may may not move as well because I, if worse comes to worse, I can always move them inside. So, you know, I think, unfortunately for me, my team loves the athletic offensive tackles that <laughs> get out in space. That's their type. Sam Cosme's coming at 31, but Probably is happening, yeah. <laughs> it's probably happening. I'm going to laugh so hard because I know you don't like him if, if that's your guy at 31. then you're gonna, But then you'll be happy because you're going to get a starter at left tackle I for might. a while. I might. And you'll be happy about it. You'll be happy. Maybe. Okay, let's get these interior guys, okay? I had a couple guys I was thinking of, but Ben, what? Who is your guy that you have here on the interior of the offensive line? Bro, I'm not gonna lie, I don't have that many guys on the interior. I mean, this is. I had a couple guys where, I liked. This is where I just, you know me, I like to go cheap here. I like to just get right. the job done. I don't like to be extravagant here. I'm not trying to get the fucking Pro Bowlers. I'm not trying to blow it out of the water at guard. So, um, who are your favorite late rounders? Or mid-rounders, just value picks. Yeah, so I actually had um, 
there's a, there's a few that I really like. I had um, some notes on Landon Dickerson and Drake Jackson, uh, both centers. Uh, those are my guys. But the guy I actually put as my guy here is a guy I've liked since last since last year, since last season, um, and that's Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Um, his 2019 tape is so good. So good. He has struggled a little bit more in 2020, um, but I still think he's going to be like a top guard in this league. He only allowed four sacks over the last two seasons. Um, I thought like his he has elite balance, um, and when a play breaks around, he doesn't panic. He's always where he needs to be. And if you look at like the guard position, uh, like his physical tools are ideal for like an NFL guard. Like I I, I think his his movement. Is, is perfect. I, he's going to be an elite guard in this league, in my opinion. And you can, you're probably going to get him in the second. Like, yeah, that's, that's where he gets. Yeah. So Wyatt Davis is my guy here on the interior. All right. I'm just going to pull one out of my ass here. You like that? Okay. Are you, are you PFFing the top guards right now? <laughs> okay. So let's hear it. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a center here. I'm going to go Quinn Miners okay. from Wisconsin. Yep. Doesn't I think he I don't know for whatever reason he didn't play in 2020 was he an opt out? I'm gonna assume I'm gonna probably. S- oh, I think I think he actually is he hurt. Pre-season? I'll double I'll double check that. Go but ahead on. Didn't have any production in 2018, but 2018 86.5 grade. I mean, if we're projecting that forward, that's some of the best numbers that I'm looking at here. Um, yeah. And he's not even the top center off the board if you consider Landon Dickerson um, from Alabama up there, who's probably yeah. going to go mid to yeah early to mid second round. So I'll take Quinn Miners. Who yeah, no, he opted out exactly. And I think he, yeah. some of these opt outs, bro, there's value to be had. Yeah, these people are forgetting how yeah. how good some of these opt outs were. But if you need a center, Apparently, okay. So it says yeah, it says he uh, was named. Uh, All-American uh, by the Associated Press in 2019. Started all 15 games at uh, left guard. Right. So, yeah, there you go. He's lift, he's listed at center here. So, I think he could play either, obviously. That production was at right. guard. But I think center is even a little bit more valuable than guard, in our opinion. Just calling out yeah. the protections, all that. So, 100%. Uh, give me Quinn Miners. And then, after that... I mean, it's kind of take your pick. I mean, there's a lot of names. A, a yeah. guy I don't love is Deontay Brown. He's just a large human being. Yeah. I don't think he can move. Even for a guard, I don't know if he can move well enough. Yeah, I t- that, that was Just because you're a guard doesn't um, mean you literally can't move at all. Or like, it, right. Like just, just like be a, just you're like still a playing football. <laughs> yeah, you still have to move yeah. some. So. so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Okay, you want to switch over here to the defensive side yes, of the sir. ball? Okay, let's get on the defensive line. Give me your guy at the edge position. Who do you have at edge? Okay, let's do let's do my favorite um, chalky pick. Like you got to have your guy of the top five or so because like it's a big glob. It's like pick yeah. your flavor. Um, right. The one I think has the most potential, and I think I think he's pretty much highest on most people's boards at this point, is Quiddy Pay. 
Um, has probably yeah. the best physical tools. Like it's either him or Jason Oa. But when you and I both watched his film, we just love Quiddy Pay a lot more. Oh, I thought he had a more natural feel for the position, yeah. even though he hasn't been playing it as long. And that's kind of weird. Right. And we just think he moves better, has a better feel. He has the profile, I mean, in terms of the athleticism. He has all the traits. It's just about putting it together. It's another ball of right. play. He's like the Trey Lance of the edge position, highest highest potential. Yeah. So, but my other guy. Are you talking about? Are you talking about? Owe? No, I'm talking about Quiddy Pay, bro. Uh, Quiddy Pay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, just a quick thing on Oa, real quick. Like I want, I yeah. hate his tape. I don't like it either. Um, from this past season, it it was not good. Um, he did run insanely quick and all that for an edge guy, um, but he he has no plan on like what he's gonna do. Um, off the edge and you can tell like he'll just throw a spin move in there and it like the tackle will not fall for it at all um so yeah just going down the line i hope someone can help him with some stuff because he's got physical tools um but yeah he's right. it's just not there but get go back to what you're saying with Penny. i just think he has the highest potential and so you got to pick your guy out of that top five or top, it's debatable who's in that top tier i mean some guys will have different ones but uh, I got Quiddy Pay as having the highest potential. The highest floor, in my opinion, it's got to be Aziz. It's got to be Aziz, bro. That's, That's my guy. guy. I'll talk about him briefly. That's my guy. That's my guy. When you can win to the outside as consistently as he does, I just think you're. I think his his pathway is is, a, is being a Yanni Kangakwe, which means you're not an elite. Yeah, pass that's kind of what his. That's what his. Pro against comp is. Uh, most tackles in the NFL, he's not going to be able to amount much of a bull rush at all. He's either going to have to go inside yeah. and go like beat him with quickness inside or beat him with quickness outside. It's a tough game. You have to have a yeah. certain skill set to do that and just be elite at it, and he is. So um, there it is. And then the other guy I like is – I love this dude's tape. Carlos Basham. Basham, yes, Boogie, a man, Boogie Basham, like two seventy eight, something like that. He's big. A man should not move that well at that size. The only criticism of him is sometimes he doesn't use that weight to his advantage. Like he tries to play like a guy who's two fifty four, and he's yeah. If you're gonna move if you're gonna play that way, then cut down. Like if you if you know what I mean. Like if you're gonna try and be like a, a yeah. fast rusher, he's got the power to put it all together and i think if he gets with the right coach who teaches them how to be effective at both being a power rusher and he's got natural speed gifts but he's not um he's not the weight you need to be at to be a fully like locked and loaded speed rusher you know what i mean but he's got a feel for it right. he just doesn't have the body for it yeah, so yeah. if he you know right he, it's right there dude it's ready to go and so i like carl's Basham. he was fun to watch Hashtag fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. Uh Basham has really fun tape. I I I really enjoyed watching him. Um I do think he does need a little help with his um, oh, yeah. like technique for sure. Um but everyone does at this point. Um uh, but he's got like like I said, he's a he's a big dude. Um I feel like right now he like he if you need a guy who's really gonna set the edge for you. 
um, he's going to do that. Like he's, he's got the power to make sure like no one's getting outside. Um, so I think Basham is, is super fun and like could be, a, a I, I think I have him going like early second. Um, I, right, I, no, love, no, I love, I love to and then um, go talk about Joe Tryon. I'm going to, I, I wasn't, I actually did not have anything written up on Joe Tryon yet. Um, for this pod, I do love Joe Tryon though. Um, but I want to talk about Aziz cause Aziz is my guy. So let's just talk about crazy athletic bend and speed around the edge. So nine sacks, um, with 20 pressures in 2020. Um, uh, some of my notes here I had for him was elite first step, um, wins on the edge quickly, um, with speed or bend, um, can get underneath tackles. Um, definitely like the twitchiest out of any of the edge rushers. Um, and I also said like his timing, uh, of his rushes keeps the offensive tackles off balance a lot of the time. Um, so he'll, he can, he, like I said, with that first step, he can either beat you right around the edge or he'll just go underneath you swoop underneath, um, the big offensive tackles arms and just get to the quarterback. Um, and that's what he does. Um, I really loved his Alabama tape where he just beat up on Alex Leatherwood over and over. Like it, like it was bad. Like he, and that's He's against like, like top talent right there. Making Alex uh, Leatherwood not a first rounder. Like it's, it's a big portion of the criticism. Oh yeah. He just, he just, he whomped on him and it was bad. Um, so I, I really loved, uh, that was one of my favorite film reviews was him against Alabama. Uh, but I think Aziz is going to be awesome. Um, like I, like you said, I do like Joe Tryon. Um, another couple of guys, uh, just to give you guys some more names to check out, um, Janarius Robinson from Florida State. Uh, he's really super fun to watch. And then uh, Pat Jones II um, from Pitt are some other guys to go check out here at the Edge Group. But let's move on to the interior here. Um, Ben, I know you said before the pod, you don't know about this position a, a lot about a, a guy that you really love here. What you said like no, you were struggling to find a guy Walker. here. Give me your guy. No, you, ha- I know you said, but you were like, Hey, I don't know about this. Okay, I, I know I have I, a guy, but there's other guys. I was kind of hinting at that general sure. feeling about this position just because it, after right. the first like five or so is where you could really, not even that many. It's just like, a, I'm talking about generally the first like two rounds. You kind of have to find your guy and pick one that, like we talked about, can actually make an impact in the pass rush. After that, it's just a bunch of big uglies. Right. And it's like, pick your favorite one. Like, do you want, do you want Tyler Shelvin? Yeah. Okay. Do you want Tommy Toglii? Okay. Do you want Davion Nixon? Okay. Like, pick your favorite big ugly that can run stuff and cool. Um, we all know the best one, the high, the highest touted one is Christian Barmore. We all know it's Christian. But we're not here to talk about yeah. him. I, I'm here to highlight. Not today. A potential mid-round steal. Milton Williams. Ooh. Louisiana Tech. Here we go. If I, I don't remember if I talked to you. You love to see it. On record or off record. You did. We were, it might have been. Either. we. T- I think we talked a little bit about it last pod, but we've also talked about him off record. Height, weight, uh, broad jump, vertical, cone, 40. Very, very comparable 
to an Aaron Donald. That obviously, like very earlier, true. Very we true. About Terrace Marshall being similar in some ways to a Julio Jones. It's not saying you're comparing him directly to Julio Jones. All I'm saying is, right. is that this man, right, was he had a completely different body, 2019 and before, and he was a decent player in college. He was a prospect, probably like a late day three, maybe undrafted. All of a sudden. This man blows up and goes from a 72.6 grade in 2019 to a 90.8. And he completely Big changed jump. his body. Big jump. And you see it in his testing. And I think he could be a steal because he only has that one year of that of that elite production. And it's like... A production. Mm, of good production. Okay, we don't have the track yeah. record. You know, we know he was pretty... He was decent, but fairly average, you know, the two years leading up to this. But now, could he be the steal of the right. draft? And you get yourself, like, the. I don't think he's going to go as late as, like, Grady Jarrett, but could you get that level of production in, like, the third round? Milton Williams from this Louisiana guy. Tech. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I actually love that pick. That was one. That was the other guy I had here um, for my guy. Uh, so I think Milton Williams is is definitely a possible steal here in the mid rounds. Um, but I'm going to give you another guy who I like here in the mid rounds as well, and it's a guy who opted out of the 2020 season. Um, so we've been kind of heavy on some of these opt out guys, um, but that is going to be Joe Tryon's teammate. Levi on Wuzarike. Um, I loved um, dude, his, his 2019 his tape. Was even better, um, dude. For like, an in- if you look at his numbers, holy shit. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he's he's great. Yeah. No, he's great. Uh, so he has elite first step quickness for an interior lineman, uh, which is uh, very similar to Grady Jarrett. And in 2019 um, alone, uh, he's first team all pack 12, uh, 45 tackles, six for loss, and two sacks. And he even blocked a kick. Um, he's, uh, not necessarily what you think of when you think of interior defensive line, um, kind of smaller. He's six, three, two ninety. typing in to like find his measurables. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. He's six, three, two ninety. Um, but he's super strong, um, for his size. And if he gets like a single block, like if he gets single blocked, he's going to win, um, against, uh, your, valuable. like your guards. Yeah. So I, th- I, I really love him here. And I think like, um, if he were, he were to have played in the 2020 season, he'd probably go higher than this. Um, so he, I, I just absolutely love him here in like mid, like maybe third ish mm-hmm. rounds. That's why I'd probably say where he's going to go. Um, but I think like if you're looking for a, a pass rusher from the interior, uh, I think this guy, he's your guy. Cool. So um, I love him. So let's get going on down the defense here. You let's do linebacker, okay. okay? Give me your guy here at linebacker. You got a you got a round one type guy, round two type round guy, and maybe guy. a late round guy. Round one type guy, and I bet I know yeah, who it is. It's Jeremiah Wilson Cormo. JOK. JOK. I love that profile. The fact that he's basically like a glorified safety. I mean. Oh yeah, it's a passing league. Who can hit? He can He'd hit. He'd be able to move, run in space. He can just erase tight ends from the from the earth. 
and oh yes, that's what I love to see. And like if you're if you're facing like an Alvin Kamara, he doesn't exist anymore. This man could stick with him. And right. any stretch play or toss to the outside, like JOK is. I'm not saying he's going to take on like a tackle and like shove him back, but he's at least going to be over there. Whereas your big rubber is not even going to be able to make it to the sideline to cut off that angle. Covers in space. It's JOK. It's it's a unique skill set. It's not in every draft. We saw it last year with uh, Isaiah Simmons. And to mixed results, I think that coaching in in uh, in Arizona is a little questionable, at, and that's being that's putting it nicely. So I think if he would have gone to right. like a Pittsburgh or say a uh, say if he got drafted by like Sam Fran, you pair him with like a Fred Warner, I think they would have used him just fine. And so Arizona sucks, sucks. Oh yeah, uh, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, it's not great. GTFO. GTFO. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah. But JOK, let's pray he goes to the right system that uses him like the Swiss Army knife that he is. We'll see. Right. I love JOK. Love me some JOK. Um, I do have a guy here that I think has been rising up draft boards. Okay. Very re- more recently. Oh. He's not your first, first round guy. Do you, okay. Give me a Jimmy guess. Davis. Who do you think it is? It is not Jameen Davis. What? It's not Jameen Davis. I want to give you, um, if you were to physically, not this, not play style or anything like that, but physically compare him to any other linebacker in this draft, I would say he's physically most comparable to Micah Parsons. Okay. Okay. And I'm, and I'm talking about Ohio State linebacker Baron Browning. He's a freaking physical freak. So he is 6'3", 245, ran a 4.53 mm-hmm. as pro day, um, which is, okay, so that is the exact size and speed that I want for my linebacker here in, like, in the NFLs today. In the NFLs um, today. He actually is a pro in the <laughs> NFLs today, okay? He's so got a slight okay. lisp today. Anyways, so he actually wins – pretty well off uh in his pastors moves his one-on-ones with offensive tackles he he always wins and you do not want to see this guy coming downhill at you he's an absolutely vicious tackler in the open field and he he will just destroy your entire existence um his first uh two years at ohio state weren't like the greatest but like in 2019 it was it was solid um but he really kind of put it all together this last year and then when he ran his his four five three at his pro day um i think that kind of shot him up some boards here because he's starting to put it all together has the speed has the um the, the strength has the size like he's i just think he's going to be like a solid just like a mid-round guy who's going to come in and do some special things for okay. a defense i like it i'm with it can i give you another late like really yeah. late rounder this is like Sure, I love I, I like love the you know I love the late round guys because he has a lineage. Okay, tough Borland, Chris Borland's okay. brother, I think. Yeah, remember remember Chris Borland? Really? For okay. San Fran, retired okay. after one year. Yeah, tough Borland. Oh, and I remember. I I watched the uh, 
the uh, Ohio okay. State Alabama game again, national championship. He was he was mm-hmm. making plays. He was over. He was he was making some plays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I mean there's a few guys even that I uh we haven't mentioned uh that I actually like. I mean like still like guys like Dylan Moses. I um, fucking hate Dylan who Moses. Who who were so good and then just kind of they fell off. Yeah, I I I, I know like he's definitely dropping in drafts, but he was so good um uh, before he got hurt. Um and then guys like Chas Surratt, I like him a lot. Jimmy Davis um, is one of the most. Yeah, I mean, even Jameen Davis, you know, probably the last five years. Oh yeah, he's he's just he's he's a physical freak. So yeah, there, I mean, there's still there's lots of options here, um, outside of like guys just like JOK and Micah Parsons and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. can still get some value here with these guys. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the secondary. Get give me your guy oh. at corner. Why That's do you not want Pat to do Sertan. That to me like that. That's not fair. <laughs> because he's um, obviously really good. So give me a guy that's not Pat Sertan. See. So you know me. I I put a higher value on slot corners than the average fellow. I'm gonna take Asante Samuel. Oh, are you gonna take my guy now? Okay, um, cool. Cool. I love Asante. Very, that's not my guy though. Very opportunistic, can play from the slot, can turn the ball over, and that's mm-hmm. what I like to see. I mm-hmm. like to get a guy on my defense that has a nose for the football, and that's Asante Samuel. Uh, I mean, yep. I came in just like his dad. That's exactly right. And just like his dad. Exactly, and so I think that's what he'll be. He's got um, really good just agility. I I, I, can't, I don't have mm-hmm. his his uh, cone or is uh his numbers his pro day numbers in front of me but he ran really well and um that is the guy in the second round if you're looking for a slot corner that's who you should be targeting yeah uh i know the falcons have had multiple meetings with him so far so i'm so i'm completely good with asante samuel um uh, i loved his dad when he came here and he had that amazing pick six against the raiders in the fourth quarter so dope Love you, Asante. You've always been one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Give me another guy. Dude, I I don't know nothing about this guy, but his name's Rashad Wild Goose. Oh yeah, Wisconsin. I've I've seen that name. I haven't I haven't got to watch him yet, but I've seen that name and I was like, oh, maybe I need to watch him just purely on that name alone. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. Does he have good numbers? Are you just saying that he's got a great name? Nah, he's just got a good name. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's kind of ass. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a guy who's not ass. Okay, and that is UCF corner Aaron Robinson. He's one of my guys. I know you expected me to say J.C. Horn here. Yep. And I do love and I do love J.C. Horn. But I, like I said, I want to give you guys names that you have not necessarily heard on every single podcast. Okay, these are some guys who I think are going to be very good. So let's just, let's just say so he played basically exclusively in the slot at UCF. He actually started his collegiate career at Alabama and played 13 games um, for the Crimson Tide um, as a true freshman before he transferred to UCF. And they used him kind of strangely at UCF. I will say this: so he played predominantly in the slot, but played 
177 snaps um, in press coverage. Um, and he's a bigger guy, too. He's 6'1", uh, 193. Um, so you can move him outside if you need to. He can play, like I said, he can play press. Um, he's he's definitely willing to hit, which I love. And he gets off his blocks um, to make tackles, like off screens and stuff like that. Uh, I just think, like, he's got, like, a like, – you can put him in the secondary and just let him go. So, like, if you want him in the slot, sure. But if you need an outside corner, he can do that, too. So I just like his his versatility there in the secondary, and you can you can get him in the maybe second to third round. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm big on Aaron Robinson. Can I give you another guy? Sure, I love corners. It's his teammate, another opt okay. out. Okay, Tay Gowan. I take Tay him, Gowan. I, take yeah, him, I know you love Tay Gowan. I take him in the mocks a lot because yeah, um, he's got the height. And the speed to play outside at the next mm-hmm. level, and he could be one of those guys who goes in the third round, and you look up like two years from now, and you're like, "How did he go in the third round?" And right. it's another guy who was an opt-out guy. We we've been heavy on the opt-out guys in this. I feel like they're falling. I feel like they aren't getting. They the respect. are. I mean, this oh, man 100%. this man te- graded out really well in 2019. And it's the only tape we have. We don't really have any other data to go off right. of. And I'm willing to gamble no. in the middle of rounds on guys like that that might have even gotten better over the last year. Like, imagine if you, if some of these opt-out guys come out or would have come out in their final year and blown it up. Like, where would they be going? Probably first round. But, no, you're getting them in the third round is a good gamble worth taking. And I love those. Yeah, and I also want last thing I wanted to throw out there on Aaron Robinson. I know you were saying that like Tay Gowan has the height and the speed, you know, to do that. Aaron Robinson does too. Ran a four three eight at his forty, so as pro day. So Aaron Robinson can do it all. Uh, so he's he's a guy I'm big on. Well, you want to get to the. I'm gonna find Tay Gowan. Let me see. To... I got. I can look it up real quick. No, you're not, you're not quick enough. Bro, I'm already no, there. You haven't said it yet, so you're obviously not there. I'm looking. Hold on. I have it pulled up. This is like a race here. right now. Oh, 40 time. 449. Okay. That's not 43. That's not 438 like though? Aaron Robinson. Give me, give me his height. Oh, uh, where is it at here? It's got to start with a six, please. Uh, He's six foot. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. What are his arms? Six foot, Give me his six arms. Foot 186. Give me his arms. Arm 31 and an one-eighth. Okay. All right. Arms. Well, it wasn't as crazy as I thought. But yeah. He has the ta- he has the uh, the grades. He has the tape. Yeah. 6'1", one, yeah. Six, one, 186. 449. Uh, four, yeah. Oh, you said 6'1"? Yeah. It's a little six, better. 6'1". Yeah. Yeah, but Aaron Robinson, 6'1", 193, runs a 4'3". Like, yeah. Didn't grade I'll out take as well, I'll, I'll take Aaron Robinson. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Let's get to the back end of the secondary, though. Let's do it. I, I know you have somebody fun here at safety for me. You, you have to. You don't to. know what I have. I don't, but I, I if, if, if I know you at all, I feel like you're going to have a fun guy here. Okay. Let's see who it is. Um, 
the guy that I want to highlight is I mean there's there's a lot of good safeties in this. I have I have one in particular I'm excited about, but give me your guy. I'm gonna say Ardarius. Yeah, that's not my guy, but yes. You thought I was gonna say that? No, no, I'm no, I'm. I was like, I thought you were gonna take my guy, but I love it. I'm really happy Dude, you are I talking about Ardarius. I don't even you like don't even, your guy, bro. You don't even know who my guy is. Your guy's Richie Grant. It's not Richie Grant. It's Elijah Molden. It's not Elijah Molden. It's Trayvon Morig. <laughs> it's not, but Trayvon Morig is the best safety who in this the class. Fuck is your guy? You're going like seventh rounders now. What the hell? Oh no, he's second round. You're going Cisco. Nope, Cisco's a third round guy to me, but I do love Andre Cisco. All right, I don't care anymore. Um, I'm gonna Let's talk. Get after it. We're gonna knock it out. I'm gonna talk in a second. I'm talking about our Darius Washington. Hell's yeah, little dude. I wish he was. I wish he wasn't five eight. Yeah, five. <laughs> I wish eight. he wasn't five. Just so small, but he's still so good. So good still. But he's got like that honey badger nose for the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had so many plays in the ball two years ago in 2019. Less ball production in 2020 because that's kind of a there's gonna be a lot of variance in that in that aspect of the game. Um, sometimes the ball is gonna find you, or you know you can jump a route, but if the quarterback doesn't fuck up and throw it to you, like damn, you know you're not gonna get that right. production. Um, but he's gonna put himself in in position um, at a higher rate to get those turnovers than the average safety. And even though he's small, he just has a nose for the football. And there's a place in the NFL for a guy who's 5'8", 179, you know, mm-hmm. with his with his instincts. And so, you know, I just think you got to have a certain role for him. He's not going to be playing up in the box. Like, that's not going to be it. But you can put him, you know, 15, 20 yards deep and let him just, like, read the field and make plays. And that is what oh, yeah. my guy, Ardarius – will do i love me some ardarius him and trayvon morig were absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. at tcu loved him loved him i'm gonna give you a guy who fits our trend to a t because he opted out okay of the 2020 season and that is oregon ducks Javon holland interesting i i think that if he were to have played he could have been a possibly first rounder listed so well he did play slot corner his um in 2019 in 2018 he played um at safety i didn't realize we were still taking corners can i take another corner hey no no he's a safety okay he's a safety um i don't i don't not that I don't like him at slot corner. He can. That's a. That's one of the way, main things I have as a positive for him. Um, here with my notes is that he can execute any coverage, any alignment you want him to. Um, he's very scheme versatile. Uh, I love him at deep safety, um, or I love him in the slot. He can cover, um, and he's a ball hawk. Uh, nine interceptions in those two seasons with eleven pra- mm-hmm. pass breakups um, at Oregon. Um, he's got great size. He's like he's about six one. Um, and he's, he's a really sure tackler too, and he doesn't miss when he's when he's tackling too. Um, if he's got you, he's got you. I I love him here in the second. He's a, he's a, one of those opt out guys who's gonna who's falling, um, but I I think he's gonna be a steal second third round at most. I don't I don't think he gets past the second. Yeah, round. when you're the really just teams value that. Um, for some reason they don't they yeah. never really value I, it I the love first him. round. 
but I don't know why, but I guess yeah. safety is just one of those positions that the NFL is just behind on. But these guys. They are no, indeed. No. But we are not. not we are not. Mm-hmm. We're big big believers. I could go Richie. could have said Richie Grant. I didn't. Or I could have gone like Jamar Johnson. Uh, but, no, I I think Javon Holland is definitely my guy outside of Trayvon Morig, who's, I think, the best safety in the class. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah. You think he's the best safety? Yeah. So that's where I would like to go with it. Um, there's there's guys there that you can get back, um, like a Divine Diablo. Uh, he's like a late-round guy you can look at. Uh, trying to think of some other guys back there. Uh, Richie, like I said, Richie Grant, he's he's great. Uh, but I think I like for me, the scheme versatility and the position versatility with Javon Holland and the plus the ball hawking and the elite like size and he's a good processor too. Like he he can dissect a play pretty quickly. So I think like, he's just going to be a stud. You know who's not my guy? Who? Paris Ford. What do you run like? Oh, it was like a four nine. Four eight. You hate to see That's it. Safety, bro. You're just gonna get burnt over and over again. I don't like you run a four eight. Didn't you? And he opted out of this season. How do you opt out of a season and run a four eight? You did not do anything. You didn't put in the work, bro. Didn't put mm-hmm. in the work, and now you're gonna probably not get drafted. Who's gonna draft a four eight running safety? Nobody. Not me. Nobody at all. Not for me. Not, not me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. No, sir. Yep. All right. Well, that. Well, you got any kickers? You got any? Punters? I'd have none of those. I don't either. Good. Sad. Good. But. Well, hold on. Okay. Wait. Uh, Surprise. Shit. I don't know if he's eligible. What was that kicker that went to the Browns? He kicked for the Browns like last year or the year before. He's on a different team now. Who am I thinking of, dude? You know who I'm talking about. 2019 I mean, kicker. The Browns had. He was their starting kicker, bro. Uh, oh, let's man. see here. I think he kicks for. I think he kicks for Ohio State now. What? Yeah. Or no, he doesn't. But his like, I think his little brother does. Okay, so the kickers, Cody Parkey. Uh, Not Cody Parkey. Fuck. Uh, bro, I'm looking up who the kickers are for the Browns, bro. I don't know. I think it was for the Browns. 2019. That's why I just looked up. It's only Cody Parkey. No, dude. They didn't. And then some, like, McCrane? Yeah, I don't know. That's the only kickers that are listed in 2019, bro. Maybe it was 2020. Am I, am I dumb? I think I'm dumb. I don't know, man. I don't know where you're going with this. Damn. Fuck! I had a kicker. Who's this kicker? I I I don't know if the kicker. So if if honestly, if you're this deep in the podcast right now, and you're worried about a kicker that we haven't got to kicker, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Listen, I'm thinking about dude. It's people, Cody. Dude. It's Cody Parkey, bro. And you mean twenty? I'll even go back to twenty eighteen. Maybe that's where you're thinking. Let's maybe. go. It's not impossible. G- Greg Joseph. No, not it says he makes his t- NFL Austin debut. Cybert. Jesus Christ, that's a punter, bro. I was looking up kickers. Isn't that's he a, not a punter? Isn't, oh, oh, okay. Now, yeah, no, you're right. No, you fucker. God that's damn, that's a kicker, bro. Dude, we are arguing. Jake Cybert 
Siebert, Seibert, Subert. Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman, so he's yeah, not. he's not doing nothing. But his watch his out brother, for him in three years, <laughs> bro. His brother was good, and so this guy's got to be good too. Like, there's Fair. something about Ohio State brothers of former decent players that I like, like Tough Borland. Yeah, fucking what's this kid's name? Hold on, Jake, Jake. Siebert. There it is. Just I'm, there's the getting, the I'm legs a, are in the family apparently. I'm getting a I'm getting a half chub just thinking about it. I'm you know. I'm happy for you on that. If that's what gets you going, you can. I mean, I'm proud of you for that. I guess you're going. Hey, you take, you're need, taking the deep dive. Oh, uh, I was gonna say you need a kicker, but you don't. But you we got, don't. You got young one. We do. All right, he's great. Wrap it up. We're gonna wrap this up, and we're just gonna give you guys the last Bro, little bit a, of notes. Go ahead. There's a linebacker on their team named Kavanaugh Pope. Kavanaugh. Okay. Ka- Kav- yeah, Kavanaugh Pope. Wow. You love to see it. It's a fucking awesome Well, dude. last thing here before we get out of here, guys. Next week, it is finally time. We are doing our last predictive mock draft before the actual draft season comes. We will have a fun show for you the day before the draft. Or, well... Day, maybe day of the draft for when it gets released. We will record it the day before. But next week we have our full-on mock draft. I know you guys love the mock drafts. Everyone does. And we're going to give you our final thoughts on who's going where, what will happen, all that stuff. Uh, We're super excited for it. Ben, you got any previews or little uh, snippets that you can share for next week's pod? Unless we get even more concrete information for this um, for this predictive mock, Mac Jones is not going number three. I really hope he does, but I don't think he will. Exactly. It's sad. They're going to steal my guy, Justin Fields, at three, aren't they? That's my guy, actually. It's a guy I'm pounding the table for. Today, today. We we were both going to have Justin Fields as our guy, but that's fine. It's okay. We're both in agreement for once, so I'll take it. Okay. But we, you have any final words here before we get out, bud? No. As always, you love to see it. We are out for today, but we appreciate you guys coming to check this out and hope you guys like some of the positional uh, guys that we just listed for you. And hope you come back next week for our lovely last predictive mock draft before the actual draft. And we will catch you guys next time on Split the Uprights.